Welcome back to Pancreas Pals, a podcast by diabetics for diabetics. I'm Emily, a writer and editor. And I'm Miriam, a licensed mental health counselor. We're just two women trying to live our best diabetic lives. While it might not always be easy due to the literal highs and lows, it always helps to have a Pancreas Pal to turn to. Hello and welcome to Pancreas Pals. I'm Emily. And I'm Christy. We're just two gals in our 20s trying to live our best type 1 diabetic lives. Every week we tackle a new topic from the diabetic perspective. Although we offer tips, we are not medical professionals, but we also offer plenty of anecdotes and general thoughts about how to embrace the type 1 lifestyle on your own terms. It's not always easy to do through all of the literal highs and lows, but it does help to have a Pancreas Pal to turn to. Hey everyone, welcome to Pancreas Pals. Emily was having a giggle fit. It's true. So I'm introing today. Here we are. This is Christy. This is Emily. And back with them, we have Miriam. Hello. That's Miriam's voice. This is Emily's voice. Hi, that's me. (laughs) Um, Emily, giggle girl, uh, do you want to intro this week's theme? Sure. Okay, so thanks for that beautiful intro, Christy. I literally have been hysterically laughing like the last three minutes for no reason. Anyways, moving on. This week's episode is all about the idea of diabetes being a burden. And I'm doing air quotes if you can see, because you can't. So that's really just for Christy and Miriam. Anyways, I have been checking my emails, checking our Pancreas Pals DMs, sliding in, and I've actually, you guys are amazing, the listeners, and this actually came to me because someone said something about how they felt, you know, it was just a very non-committal sentence. They were like, oh yeah, I didn't want it to be a burden, so I didn't say anything about like drinking, something like that. And I was like, oh my God, light bulb moment. I always think that diabetes is a burden, is a burden, and I know all of everyone goes through cycles with it and since I knew we were going to be talking to the amazing Miriam Brand who is a licensed mental health counselor holla at you Miriam thank you thank you I was like within five minutes of us recording this I was like hey Miriam let's uh let's actually do this topic and so this is how we got here today so you're gonna hear Miriam's expertise thinking on her feet and me being a jerk and not giving her enough time time (laughs) to prepare i'll do my very best but hey like diabetes life comes at you out of nowhere so it's true very look at that tie-in very nice i'm very gifted what can i say guys um but anyways back to seriousness that is the idea of diabetes being a burden um i'll just start off with a my own little my own little spiel is that you know Go back to season one, listen to our diagnosis stories from episode one. Miriam's diagnosis story is actually up there as well, episode 2.5. But (laughs) my, you know, my intro to diabetes was actually very, you know, different than a lot of people's, but everyone's story is different. And I was diagnosed three years ago, so I was diagnosed as an adult-ish. I was 20 years old, and I really had to learn everything on my own. I never had a parent looking out for me. I never had anything like that. Oh, well, my parents are always looking out for me, I guess, if they're listening. Sorry, mom and dad. But they weren't administering any shots. They weren't administering any, you know, blood, you know, finger pricks, anything like that. So for me, it was a burden on myself, but also a burden on my roommates in college. And when I say burden, 
I mean, I felt like it was a burden. No one had ever, you know, taken me aside and been like, hey, Emily, your diabetes is really stressing me out. Can you tone it back? Because that would be pretty, pretty awful. But it really hit me when I moved in with my twin sister. Hey, Laura, you're awesome if you're listening. If you're not listening, then we need to have a talk, but, um, she, she's very supportive in all my diabetes aspects. And she has woken up from a deadly stupor, like literally in the middle of REM sleep to come and sit with me when my blood sugar was like 40 or like 30 something and make sure that I, she literally just sat there and stared at me until my blood sugar got back up to like 80. And that's just, that to me, I feel like that's a burden. But to her, she's happy to do that because she, you know, she's my twin, she's my roommate, and she was my womb-mate. So it's really something that some people might view as a burden, but you have to keep everything in perspective because she doesn't always clean the dishes, and that's a burden on me, and that's a different type of burden. So everyone has their own thing. It's true. It's true. Yeah, and going I think- back to another episode from season one when we did like our dating with diabetes I always worry you know how this is going to impact if we're trying to have a night out and something happens I'm I'm, I'll be honest I don't know how I had this train of thought but this is what comes to my mind when I'm listening is it it reminds you how in certain situations sometimes it feels more like a burden and sometimes it's just like this I think of diabetes as like a horrible hangnail that's there all the time and it's completely irritating but like you can go on with your life pretty normally but like it's there and it's snagging on things and it's pissing you off but it's there and you move on fine whereas other times it's like not quite a hangnail it's something a little bit more dramatic um and I think it's just interesting to kind of think of that as as it changes it's not like it's this constant um it changes based on the situation and changes based on your anxiety level of a situation um and, yeah, I had another thought. Sorry I'm a little disoriented today, but I my thought. thoughts are just hopping around. <laughs> but I think another thing I was thinking of is I try to always imagine, when, especially when I feel the most like I'm being a burden or I'm just, like, causing a scene of some sort. I think, like, if the situation were reversed, and obviously it's hard to imagine because we are the ones with diabetes, so it's hard to imagine how we would react to someone else with diabetes if it wasn't us. But, I mean, it would take a lot for me to be like, ugh, this person's diabetes is, like, ruining my day. You're also a really like, nice person, though. Let's be real. I guess. But it's just, like, it <laughs> would, I mean, it would take, like, a lot for me to really be, like, bothered by someone else's health issue. And I think we're so sensitive and aware because we have to be about like what our body is doing and what what's happening and what we need to do to kind of make ourselves feel safe it I think it can look and feel more of a burden than it actually is in reality um for other people um but I think Chrissy made a good point is surrounding yourself with people who aren't gonna make you feel like you're a burden because yes that's shitty if they make you feel that way and that makes they're probably like a bad person but the reality is you don't need to be spending time with them and this is your reality this is what you have to deal with and if people are going to be making you feel worse than it already does to have a low blood sugar like the last thing you need on top of low blood sugar symptoms is guilt um if they're going to be making you feel shitty kind of reevaluating my that relationship or that situation my parents i used when i was first diagnosed 
I was like, oh my god, you know, like I thought I had enough baggage before for my <laughs> dating life. Like no one's gonna want to date me now. Um, not that that was the first thing I thought of, obviously, because you know there are other things in life. But when that first happened, I was like, oh, you know, like just more baggage, more, more, you know, shit for me to deal with. And it wasn't really until I met. I don't know. I think I was just like out randomly and was talking to some guy and I was like, oh yeah, like I'm diabetic. And he was like, so, and I, I, that moment I was like, like, what? (laughs) It literally took me, I want to say a year and a half or two years until I was really just, you know, anyone who was recently diagnosed or Mm -hmm. was diagnosed in the last few years in, as an adult knows that the adjustment period especially if you're self-conscious about something, can definitely affect the way that you view the disease. And that, in turn, can affect the way that other people view the disease. Because for many people, you're the only person they know with type 1. Mm-hmm. It is becoming more prevalent, but it's it's very much the introduction into the disease is you. And how however you are, if you're, like, really blasé about it, they're going to be, like, blasé about it. Or if mm-hmm. you're freaking out, they're going to be worried for you. Because, you know, that's just the way people react. They're... They mirror other people's reactions. They don't know that much about the disease. So when I was super anxious about it, it took me like meeting someone. I think he knew someone who had type 1. He was like, oh, yeah, it's not a big deal. And I was like, oh, my God, you're right. Mm-hmm. It's totally chill. Well, I think like Miriam said, though, it definitely depends on the day because on days when I have really good control and I don't have to deal with a low blood mm-hmm. sugar. Just a hate that. Yeah, <laughs> I have that. But that's exactly the mentality that I have all day. I'm like, oh, well, I had to check my blood sugar it was good and then I gave myself a shot and then I continued to be good it's really not a big deal it's not a burden mm-hmm. at all right. and then you have a day where you need to slow up your entire group of friends and be like we can't you know leave to go out yet or I don't want to eat that right now because I'm feeling nauseous because I just had a low and that's when it feels mm-hmm. right. like a burden and you can't really predict those moments sometimes so it can be a little bit vulnerable because I know I definitely have days where I'm like, you know what, this is no big deal. I totally got this. And then the next day comes and you have a spike, then a drop, then a spike, then a drop. Oh my God, it's and a it is coaster. It's just the most vulnerable mm-hmm. feeling. So it just really depends on the day. But overall, I think I like the idea of thinking of it as like a hangnail. Yeah, like that's a really good that's metaphor. Something, something that's just annoying but Mm -hmm. as long as you can get past like the moments and the the days even sometimes Mm -hmm. it's more than a day but if you have like a bad patch of days where you're feeling like it's a burden yeah it's good to remember that that will pass so I'm not I'm not gonna say that the feeling will ever go away like you said it's not a constant it's something Mm -hmm. that comes and goes but the bad feeling will pass. Yeah, absolutely. And that's when when I was trying to, like, prep last minute for this episode and thinking, well, what can I say? I, You know, I wish from a mental health perspective I could say, well, this is what you do to deal with feeling like a burden. But the reality is there's no such thing, or if there was, I'd be really rich right now. (laughs) But the only way you really deal with that feeling is talking about it and acknowledging it. And I think when you get in that state of mind where you're trying to convince yourself I'm not a burden it's fine I'm feeling fine I'm doing okay that's when you kind of get into trouble is just trying to deny those feelings of like ugh, I need to like let this out and I think acknowledging what it feels like and acknowledging that it's taking up this 
headspace and talking about it and letting it out and kind of giving yourself a pity party, that's what helps and that's what works and that's what lets you wake up the next day. Um, that's and I think so true. pancreas, pancreas pals, like that's what it is, is to maybe alleviate that burden. If you don't feel that your friends or your family or your partner can really, obviously they're sympathetic and they care, but if you don't feel like they get it quite like a pancreas pal does, that's why you, you look into the, these sorts of relationships is to, to be able to share that burden with someone who has it themselves and they get it. Um, and I think that, that I think that is the fear expressing that Mm -hmm. kind of vulnerability to someone that you're friends with or someone Mm -hmm. that you're dating. And I mean, honestly, in my worst moments when I'm home, even with my family, you're worried it's going to be their burden. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. Even, even the new technology, while it helps us and takes a lot of this pressure off and stress off, we were just talking about this briefly before um, we started recording, but I, the idea of adding someone new onto your Dexcom mm-hmm. or your, you know, InLight sensor, I don't know if that has a app where you can send it, but adding, <laughs> shout out to Rich, cute little boyfriend of mine wants to be on my Dexcom and I'm like, okay, but that means that you'll be getting these alerts if I go super low. And he was like, yeah, I know. I want to be there for you. And I was like, oh my God, stop. A whole new level of intimacy. Yeah. It's just, it's one of those things that first of all, like I, I constantly look at my Dexcom, which is probably a whole nother episode. Cause that's probably unhealthy and I should probably take a break from it, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> um, but it's one of those things that you know, my parents are on it. My twin sister and older sister are on it. And my best friend from college is on it because we were roommates. And now she's just on it because she likes to check it and be like, hey, Emily, <laughs> I see you at 200. What'd you just do? And I'm like, hey, Jen, it's Friday night. Leave me alone. <laughs> like, but she's supportive and she's the best. And she's the one who, who also tag team calls me with my parents when I'm at like 30 or 40 or something. So it feels like a burden, but it's so good to step back and realize that you know, sometimes it's it's like they want to do this. They love you. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have anyone who wants, who can be on your Dexcom, then find a pancreas pal, not Mm -hmm. to add to your Dexcom because that's like a whole different story, but someone that you can, you know, talk to about struggling with certain things and numbers. And, you know, we are in no way doctors, so I can in no way suggest any type of um, cure, like, you know, the proper temp basil or anything like that, or, you know, shots, who knows. But sometimes it's nice to just talk to Christy and call her up and be like, hey, Christy, I really wanted to go get sushi with Rich tonight, but my blood sugar was 300 from like half a milkshake I drank earlier today. So I don't want to try with sushi rice. And Christy will be like, yo, I feel you. And usually she has the exact same problem because we're kind of like the same person. It's creepy. (laughs) But, um, my dream day would honestly be having a milkshake and sushi now that's like what I have now that that's on the brain it's like this is like not gonna go well for my evening my beautiful line but anyways the point is I feel like I always go off on these tangents the point is that we all have days where I'm just repeating with it the genius of Miriam and Christy but we all have days where Outside of diabetes, sometimes I feel like I'm a burden, whether I'm feeling extra anxious, like I have anxiety problems. I've been known to have the occasional, you know, like depressive, not depressive state. I don't know. Listen, anything in your 20s is going to be difficult no matter what anyone tells you. And adding diabetes to that is no easy feat. Mm -hmm. 
So the more people you can talk to, the more people that can listen and be an ear for you and really just support you is the best way to deal with any idea of a burden. So like mm-hmm. like Miriam said, it's all about communication. And, you know, we're here for you. Your family's there for you. Your friends are there for you. And while we may be in a different state, a pal is what you need at the end of the day. Yeah, and if you're questioning how someone feels about dealing dealing is the wrong word, how someone is reacting to your diabetes, honestly, just ask. Mm -hmm. Like, I have a couple of close friends in Boston that, one of whom is my roommate, Erica, shout out. I am just so candid with her. Like, she'll text me if she sees juice boxes and, like, the downstairs bathroom garbage, and she'll be like, did we have a rough night? Because, you know, I use a meter and insulin injections. I don't have... Dexcom, so no one is really responsible for tracking except me unless I share something. And, you know, I don't even know exactly when I realized, you know, I can just be candid with Erica and she's not going to judge me or baby me, but at the same time, I kind of like that there's someone in the vicinity who has an idea of where my blood sugars have been at. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, if anything should happen. But especially with close friends and anyone you're dating, just anyone that you're looking to introduce to your life to spend time with, I think just ask them, like, oh, do you do you want to hear about this? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, if you have a low blood sugar in front of them, there's kind of nothing you can do but treat it. And I remember being really, really, really self-conscious the first couple of times that I treated a low blood sugar in front of Zach, because I was just like, is this weird watching me just, like, chug this juice box? Same. But, there's... you know what? Not so much anymore. Mm-hmm. Because I've just ask, like, is this weird? Like, does this feel like a burden? And you know what? If the answer the person is giving you is anything less than you want to hear, then reevaluate. It's a good way to weed out the losers. It is. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I mean, people are going to react. People are going to do what they're going to do. But at the end of the day, you can only control yourself. And while you might not be able to control your blood sugar numbers, you can control the positive <laughs> people you surround yourself with. So. Mm-hmm. That's one of the few things in life we have a say in, positively. That took a dark turn, or a light turn. No, no, not really. It's just a, that's reality, is you can't control everything. You can't control your numbers all the time, but you can control your reaction to these things. And, um, yeah, you can kind of just be aware of your feelings and don't give yourself a hard time if you're having one of those days where you're like, all of this sucks, it's not fair, I hate this, like, we all have those thoughts, and they're valid, and you can have them, and I think trying to, I'm all about just, like, having your feelings and accepting them, and I think when those, those times when we try to kick ourselves for feeling so down about it, (laughs) it's just, like, making it worse for yourself. That's right. Sometimes you can, you you can have those moments. Sometimes you just gotta grab, you know, some halo top, and watch a rom-com mm-hmm. or, you know, The Notebook. Sometimes mm-hmm. I want to break up with my diabetes and I have a full-on, you know, evening <laughs> where I do a little bit of a, a crying movie and you mm-hmm. just, that's, you got to deal the way you're going to deal. And yeah. I sit down with my sister and my friends and we just, you know, I'll cancel plans to go out because my blood sugar, I had a low, like a really bad low. I did this the other day. I was like, I cannot 
get out of this bed. Like, I don't want to leave my apartment. I feel like death, and I just want to sit here in my elastic pants and chill. <laughs> and that's what I did. And the next day, I felt so much better because mm-hmm. I allowed myself to take the time and just, you know, put myself first instead of worrying that my friends are going to be mad at me for not going out with them. Mm-hmm. And, and Well, first of all, the s'mores halo top is amazing. Oh, retweet. So I'm just going to throw that... I'm just going to throw that out there as separate information. It is great, though. <laughs> I would pick some up ASAP. Um, but, I mean, if we're going to say, and by we, I mean anyone who deals with diabetes, if we're going to say that this is a burden in any way when we have those days, think about all of the friends who you know who have given you a reason that they couldn't go out. Oh, my gosh, If, yes. if diabetes is our burden, it's you legit. know what? It's, no, it's legit, but it's also no more or less than anyone else's it's burden. It's true. You know, maybe someone else's burden is that they have some other mm-hmm. kind of emotional situation mm-hmm. and they don't want to go out. Maybe they have something physically wrong with them, too, that's hard to detect. You never know. So if we get to say that this is our burden, you know what? Yeah, and it get, lets us sit on our high horse and roll our eyes when someone else says, oh, I can't go out, I'm not feeling well. It's like, <sighs> gives us something, you yeah. know? It's like I'm never one, feeling well. I haven't felt well in years. chronic disease. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> no, but I think that's a really good point, is that everyone's got their thing. Sometimes our thing feels like worse than everyone else's, but then there's times that it's kind of a reality check, and it's like, oh, this could be actually way worse than it, it is. It could always and be worse. But Emily brought up a good point is that every morning, and this is actually what I love about diabetes, if I had to pick like a thing to love, so is no that ever. every what? morning you start new. Like you get to start fresh every day. If you were a roller coaster yesterday, you can kind of choose your own adventure the following day. And it's, <laughs> there's, it's never, unless you're sick or like something is going way off, but for the most part, you can kind of start fresh every morning. And that is what brings me some sort of, I don't want to say joy. Some solace. It brings peace. me solace. It brings me solace. It brings me solace. That is the most that- beautiful, <laughs> like, take on this disease I have ever heard. Leave it to me. But, it, to find it. but it's, like, true, right? It's, someone. like, those. sometimes you have a shitty day, and the next day you get to kind of start over. Right. And I can't really think of other health issues that are like that. Um you know, it's it just this is one of those weird chronic things that you get to like play around with. Like you we get to experiment with our bodies. Like, huh, I wonder how my blood sugar will react to this specific food. Let's test it out. Only like you would be excited can, to like because, dose a certain amount and yeah. find out if like but no, there are small victories in diabetes. Like the first it time It is the best if you kind of take a shot in the dark and it works out. Yeah, perfectly. yeah I am a queen, I'm a genius, no one knows more about diabetes than me mm-hmm. type of moment. And then you know you have a high like the next day. But you take what you can get. You know, the moment yeah. I could eat a sandwich and be okay was the happiest moment of my life. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is amazing, 100%. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I would say that's that's a takeaway. As much as sometimes it is unavoidable and maybe even necessary to kind of wallow in the feeling of yes. diabetes being a burden, I think mm-hmm. it's also really important to celebrate the opportunity for small victories. Mm-hmm. For sure. So if you if you Absolutely. can find a balance, I think you're probably approaching it as best as as best as you can. Because yeah. like we've said, there's just no way to avoid ahead of time those awful feelings yeah. and 
situations, but the reaction to all of the above is Mm -hmm. really what defines your attitude. Mm -hmm. The game changer. And I know when I was going through a hard time about, I don't know, over, like, in the spring, I was kind of re-dealing with my diagnosis. It, like, really hit me that, you know, it was the whole chronic part of the illness really hit me. And I was lucky enough to have a therapist who, you know, specialized in diabetes here in New York that I saw for a few sessions. And he was just great with that. But I also had Miriam and Miriam who has (laughs) diabetes was like, um, it's okay. Just chill. Talk to your therapist. Like I'm here Mm -hmm. for you. She's like, this is the stuff that happens. Like, because Miriam, you've had it forever. Like you've had this disease forever, and and I have every couple of years. It's like I have that re, that feeling. Like you mentioned, it's like all of a sudden it's hitting me again. Like, ugh. yeah. And it does. It comes and goes. But I think, you know, obviously, if I had the, like I said, if I had the answer to how to like alleviate that feeling, I'd be rich. And I don't. And I have those feelings myself. But it's talking about it and talking to your therapist and really dealing with those things that's what helps yeah so find a miriam in your neighborhood and (laughs) (laughs) that's my takeaway get yourself a miriam that's how you solve diabetes being a burden which it's not it certainly always cheers us up yeah we we look for our miriam all all the time thanks guys we look forward to it i guess that about wraps us up honestly And we have a lot of really exciting people coming on the show this season, and it's it's getting pretty cool, guys. So stay tuned. Yeah, and thank you again so much for anyone who has messaged mm-hmm. us or emailed us. If you guys have any follow-up questions to any of our episodes, please don't be like, oh, shoot, I wanted them to address this specific thing on or, a certain episode. If we didn't hit exactly the point you wanted, or if we were wrong, message us. <laughs> yeah, or if you disagree, yeah. honestly. Our email is pancreaspals123 at gmail.com. And we always love it when people slide into our DMs. Like, I'm not kidding. That's probably the best way to get us because we both have alerts set up to our phones for pancreas pals. At least I know I do for Instagram, so if someone messages, I get it directly. Oh, that explains so much. Yeah, I, I get really excited when we get our inbox messages. I love them. I, I get really pumped for emails, so 
haul at us and everyone's got their strengths yeah (laughs) so follow us on instagram we're pancreas underscore pals on facebook we're pancreas pals pp i think something like that or just type in pancreas pals there's not that many pancreas pals out there look for our little like black and pink yeah logo because we're keeping that we're keeping that for season two just so everyone knows Thanks for listening, guys. Stay tuned for another great season. And special thanks again to Miriam for being her amazing, fabulous self. Miriam, we love you. Yeah, I'm, I'm waving bye, and I just realized no one can actually see. <laughs> I can bye, guys. This was wonderful. I love, I love coming on. Oh, always a pal to us. Have a great <laughs> week, guys. You bye. Do. Bye.